Tail, across Talk PM and WYZM, I'm Mitch Reynolds. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line 785-7914. Also on Facebook and Twitter. And you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. But again, the Better Hearing Center. Talk or text line 608-785-7914. 785-7914. This hour, by the way, brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. I swear I saw Michael Caine walking around downtown Lacrosse a little while ago. Is that guy even alive? I don't even. Does he still? Is he still alive? Well, Rick Solm's going to look that up. In the meantime, uh, your call six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Not on Michael Caine. Um, although, if you think if you know the answer to whether Michael Caine's still alive, you feel free. But I feel like he might not be. Mm, I don't know. Could have sworn I saw him walking around though. Looked like him, maybe a little bigger than Michael Caine really is, but kind of looked like him. Rick? You're talking about the guy from... Are you? Yeah, you are. Okay. Are yeah. you talking about the guy from... Uh, still not on? No, you are. You are. You oh, are. You okay. Are. Yeah. I just can't hear you. Go ahead. Michael Caine, like that guy? That yeah, the... yeah, he's like, he's English or something. I don't know. Wasn't he like Batman's butler at some point? Yeah, he was. Okay. Yeah. He's he's not dead. He's not dead. He's eighty five. Okay, not dead then. Not dead. All right. That's I, how we're doing these. He's I'm not gonna say he's alive, I'm saying he's not dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. That mm. Headlines two days ago. Michael Kane is right. The C word brings shame on us all and should be redundant by now. Okay. Michael Kane, my old films are such a turnoff. Oh, wow. He had that one good one. Which I, one was that? The one where Tom Cruise were their bartenders? I, I'm struggling. I'm trying to come up with the name of it. It's like from the fifties. It's like the his he got it he has an Oscar for it, I think. It is called or sixties. It's called something like I don't know. Before my time. Anyway, so I don't know. It probably wasn't Michael Caine, but there's a there's a, a there's a a Michael Caine doppelganger. Alfie? Alfie. Is that it? Okay. Alfie. That's it. I think he won an Oscar. I think the song won an Oscar. I don't know. They had lower standards then. Less CGI. It movies. wasn't Goldmember, was it? You weren't thinking of? Austin Powers 3. Was he in that? I guess so. I'm just, really? I'm just looking at I'm not looking at like what character he was. Miss Congeniality? Were you talking about that one? Wow. I'm sure he was like the person trying to teach her how to be Miss Congeniality, right? Like he was he's in some that stinkers. Guy. He was in some awful movies. We talk Goldmember is amazing. Okay. All right. Battle of Britain. Yeah. Oof. Cars oh. two. <laughs> the Muppet Christmas Caper or Christmas Carol. <laughs> Christmas Caper. I do so. remember that. I remember him being in that. Yep. On Absolutely. Deadly Ground with Steven Seagal. We're doing this like he died. Like I know. <laughs> we're doing a burrow. All, all, I'm, saying, all I'm saying is that I think I saw Michael Caine walking around okay. lacrosse. No way that he would be here, but I, I, he looked I really like him a lot. So, I don't know. You had to just follow him for a minute, and the second he says something, you would know for sure. Yeah. Unless, unless he's doing research and he's and he's uh he's acquiring the the uh, midwestern middle he's getting Wisconsin some driftless accent. is that what we're the called the driftless accent he's getting he's absorbing the driftless accent 
He's you know he's an actor. Is he, was he six two? Michael Caine's six foot two. Yeah, okay. this guy was tall. Ish. That's a tallish, not tall, but tallish. Huh. I don't know. There's it, a movie coming out, The if, King of Thieves. Is, is it based in like, like lacrosse or something? If anybody else has uh, seen this guy who looks a lot like Michael Caine, give me a call. But I, I mean, it was and like a half an hour ago. Michael Caine is listening. If, yeah, if Michael Caine, if you happen to be listening for whatever reason, um, you can, by the way, do that. Um, are we operational again on Facebook Live? I think so. Okay. Facebook Live, once again, operational for those of you who are daring enough to watch all this magical mystery unfold right before your very eyes. Otherwise, you can join us on the Better Hearing Center. Talk a text line 608-785-7914, Also on Facebook and Twitter. And you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. Um, Rebecca Clayfish apologized to Mandela Barnes. Oh, Michael. Not Michael. Okay. No. Mandela Barnes. So Rebecca Clayfish, without any real evidence, um, <laughs> out loud, said that Mandela Barnes was uh, had kneeled during the national anthem at the opening of the Wisconsin State Fair. These people, by the way, for those of you who don't know who Rebecca Clayfish is, and I understand if you don't, because she's lieutenant governor, and she doesn't really have a job. I mean, it's a job, but there are no official duties for lieutenant governor. Once you become lieutenant governor, you can just hang out. You know you could do if if the governor says, "Hey, would you be in charge of this?" You can do it, but I'm not really sure you have to. At any rate, so Rebecca Clayfish is the lieutenant governor, and then Mandela Barnes, who we've talked to on the air here a few times, is um, is running for lieutenant governor as a Democrat. So she had said that he had kneeled during the national anthem during the Wisconsin State Fair. So there, everybody's at these opening ceremonies, right? She's there, the governor's there. Mandel Barnes is there. A million other people are there. And there uh, is apparently someone who told her that he was kneeling, but nobody else <laughs> knew anything about it. It's like when you read something on the internet and you <laughs> automatically start blurting it out and then, oh. But it was interesting because, so she finds, she apologized today, by the way. She's, she said, yeah, I don't, um, she, she didn't apologize that, she didn't say that I did something wrong. She said, I'm sorry that I heard something that was wrong. <laughs> and repeated it. But this is interesting because, only because, I thought about this in relation to this whole Kavanaugh thing. Right? Because without evidence and without any other information, um, the lieutenant governor ran with something and and made an accusation. and And a lot of people believed her. And then this guy, Mandela Barnes, was left having to defend himself, right? It's, it's really, and I feel like it's one of those things where, you know, we demand it, we demand some sort of substantiation or some sort of, some sort of evidence. And we had this conversation yesterday, we, a lengthy conversation, obviously, about this as well. But there is that sense that, and I think one of the, the biggest... Um, and again, part of our conversation yesterday, talking about sexual assaults and how sexual assaults are underreported, and there are a number of reasons for that. And um, they are um, uh, that frequently there is no corroborating evidence. This is this is frequently the case, and you, you know you you're reliant on on 
for the most part, physical evidence, which often isn't there. And so typically these cases never go, they never result in a conviction. But it, it just, it reminded me of that. It reminded me of that situation, that scenario, and, um, and how it, our conversations in relation to Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh and his accuser, often are, are, are tending to, to, um, to uh, reference that, that kind of notion. And, and then, uh, and I, I think somebody brought up yesterday the Duke uh, lacrosse players. But we, and I don't, you know, I don't feel like there's any any real good resolution there in terms of coming to grips with, we have uh, accusers and, uh, you know, the Me Too movement has all a bit, been all about people who have made accusations that a lot of them are not corroborated by anything. And we have, we got, we're in that situation where we have to decide what, what we believe. And what we're willing to uh, acknowledge, you know, as um, as the truth for for some of these who've who've uh, uh, who've made these accusations, and I I get where it's it's a struggle for a lot of people to to think that you know every accusation is true, and we know f- that that's not the case. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. Man, turning point really in ter- terms of how we look at. Um, victims and how we looked at, at accusers. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, that's the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Um, no, we're not talking about that. So, no, I don't know. I don't, no. Dumb no. Yeah, that's, that's, yes, that's, a, that's a topic for a different day. Appreciate the call, though. Uh, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line and a um, revelation about Bert and Ernie. Coming up, 608-785-7914. More to come. Stick around. Your bathroom never looks better. You must have compact fixer. Everything at Bath Fixer is done in-house. When you're done with your console. The most important fact is that talking to a computer is replacing typing on it. I'm Jeff Colvin. Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds, 608-785-7914, also on Facebook and Twitter. You can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. Facebook Live is operational again after some uh, something, some kind of something happened. Not sure what it was. Or maybe not operational. Is it in fact operational? Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're still struggling a little bit. I mean, people are watching it. Not many. <laughs> They're missing a huge show. Huge. That's incredible. As, uh, let's see. Um, oh, and I mentioned uh, uh, Brett Kavanaugh and the uh, sexual assault accuser. They're both uh, apparently getting, we'll get a... Uh, get interviewed in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee next week. So, interesting conversation from yesterday. I rehashed that with some friends last night, and it's really interesting that there there is a lot of, um, you know, when we talk about people who have faced accusations, if you've ever been in one of those situations, by the way, where you face an accusation that wasn't true, 
and you're it, it, you you struggle with that. You struggle to wrap your mind around what's actually happening. Um, I've I had a friend who went who went to jail, <laughs> spent time in the jail, not in prison, but he spent time in jail because the assumption was that uh, just because he had um, the um, the woman in question had made a convincing argument and she was really good at um, at making an argument. This was not a sexual assault. It was a domestic uh, uh, abuse situation. And uh, they, the police believed her instead of him and he went to jail. And uh, later through, uh, you know, looking at text messages and, and some other evidence that they didn't think of ahead of time, Later, they determined that, oh my gosh, you're right. You weren't the guilty party here. In fact, she was attacking you physically. So, and he was just, he was stunned by the whole thing and, and didn't know how to, how to react, really. So it's, I know it's, um, and I think that that's part of this whole this whole conversation is that we're in this situation. And again, the Rebecca Clayfish thing reminded me of this. She had claimed that Mandela Barnes had been kneeling for the national anthem during the Wisconsin State Fair opening ceremonies without any corroboration or evidence that said that that was in fact the case. She didn't actually even suggest that she saw it herself. She said somebody else saw it and told her. And then she made that claim. And he said, this is crazy. And, you know, made the point that if, if that had actually happened... And I think his words were the whole damn program would have stopped. But in any way, this whole thing reminded me of this very thing that's going on. It's different stakes, obviously. It's not nearly the same stakes. But the whole thing that's going on in Washington with Brett Kavanaugh and his sexual assault accuser, um, with that, that, same, that same thing. It's, it's an accusation. It didn't happen a few weeks ago. It supposedly happened, you know, three decades ago. Uh, but there's no... No real, there's no corroboration. There's no evidence. There is an accusation. And we, you know, there's a part of us, and I had this conversation with friends, there's a part of you who wants to believe the accusers and, and honor them and honor their experience and what they've gone through. And then another part of you is like, yeah, we, but we don't, but we don't, we don't really know though. Do we, this it's, it's difficult because you can't simply say that, well, it's an accusation. It's got to be true. You can't do that, right? But a lot of them are. A lot of them are. Man, I don't know. 608 785 if you'd like to join us here on the air, 785 right, let's go to the phones. Let's get Jim first. Jim, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, I'll just put my two cents worth in here. I'm just thinking about this situation with Kavanaugh and uh, the people that are, the majority of the people that are opposing his nomination is the Democrat Party. And I got to thinking about it. Is this the same party that elected Bill Clinton for two terms? How many hearings did they have on him with all the accusations against him? I'm just wondering. Yes, it is. You know? Yes, it is. It is the same <laughs> same group. Yep. The, the hypocrisy never ending, it seems like. I mean, there is plenty of evidence that Bill Clinton did what he did to these women. But they still elected him. They didn't have any hearings on him. Yeah, there were actually. He he was he yeah was impeached. So, yes, yeah, there were. 
Yeah, there was a long, I mean, ongoing the investigation. There was an ongoing investigation, if you remember that, Ken Starr. You remember that whole thing? Yeah, but I mean, yeah. before he was president. Oh, before he was president. Before he was president. Yeah, yeah see, exactly. but that's not the same thing, though. He's not, because he's not being appointed, he's being elected. So there's a lot of things that, um, you know, we've, we've elected some real doozies for president, I'm sure you're aware. Um, and they don't, you know, they're, they're, they, they're, um, they're, 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 uh, they're talking about person's character though yeah right absolutely yes i'm saying we we we're not, elected or whatever yeah no I, you know no i hear what you're saying i get what you're saying absolutely no 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 question i think it's a little bit different again because we have the populace electing someone and it, as long as you haven't committed um you know i, I think that it, as long as there's like having a hearing prior to electing a president i don't know if that's we could do that maybe we should I don't know how we would conduct that. Let's investigate the people that were um, that are running for president. Clearly, we did that this time. We were investigating Donald Trump while he was running for president. Um, I'm sure that's happened before, frankly, but uh, clearly that was happening with uh, the current president. Let's see. Let's go to Joe next. Joe, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, Mitch. Yep. So I don't know. This this whole thing is just sad. I mean, A, we're never going to know because you can't know. I mean, unless someone had some type of video or we're never going to know. But what does that say about our state of politics today that if you can't win, then you hold something like this back until the time that it is absolutely most valuable to you to play? I mean, that's that's not the right thing to do in politics either. I mean, hoping that they could have tripped him up on something else and then saving this. Why didn't they come forward with it? It would make the whole thing seem, not that we can go against women who say this, but wouldn't that make the whole thing seem that much more credible? Let's just stop this until yes. we get it figured yes. out and I, then I go on. Yeah, I agree. This, And I, I would agree with that. I, I'm not, I, and I know I've, I've heard a lot of rationalization and justification for that uh, along the lines of, uh, the accuser didn't want to come forward. She was, uh, you know, hesitant to do that and, and all that. I and, couldn't imagine. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. And, and I, I've heard all that. And I, I still, I think well, once you have this information, I think that you are required, um, you are bound ethically to bring it forward. Um, for, well, otherwise for, to, the for ethics might not be the same, but yeah. the ethical violation might be on the same aptitude. So yeah. the problem that I'm having, and I mentioned this yesterday, how come we don't use a supercomputer, vote on the algorithms that we plug into it, and have our outcomes come from that? It's completely separate from emotion. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we can yeah. we can vote on the algorithms and separate all this stuff out. You plug in yeah. what goes into the Constitution. You plug in money values that are yeah. that are real. And the outcomes come without emotion. Yeah. We don't. I mean, we haven't. This isn't a real constitutional process. That's the problem I have. Right. Not that this woman is complaining. This is not a real constitutional process. If we were going by the laws of the Constitution, we would forget about this emotion. But instead, everything in politics is tied to emotion now. Right. But, I mean, Joe, I'll give you that. and Without question, there is, because that you know, it, it, it's, that's actually one of the, the forms of... of, um, of of, of um, you know, one of, one of the key forms of rhetoric is, uh, you know, pathos, right? So obviously emotion is, is all part of that. But at the same time, remember that the Constitution was written by men who were very schooled in all of that as well. So I, I just, just it bears rem, rem, reminding that 
you know, our constitution is of people for people. Um, and so I, I although the algorithm idea <laughs> bound and, and governed by algorithms may seem like a pretty good idea. <laughs> uh, I think this is the, this is about as good of a process as one could hope for. Let's, uh, let me get another caller in here. Let's go to Bill. Bill, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I just can't get a handle on this thing. You know, we're supposed to, every time somebody accuses somebody points a finger, you know, we're just supposed to accept that they're telling the truth and the other person's lying. You know, I, I just got to go along with, you know, whatever happened to, uh, you know, you confront your accusers and, and, and you're innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, it's in a court of law, though, you know, right? That's in a yeah. That's well, in a court. yeah, but but the, you know, it's like that doesn't make any difference anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I think I think you know it, it does actually. You know, um, it, it's just that this is a slightly different process, although quasi judicial. So there is something where um, I think that that would come into play for sure, and that's exactly what's going to happen. As a matter of fact, is that um, Judge Kavanaugh will be essentially confronting his accuser in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee, not con- confronting. Uh, um, Personally, but in a way, I suppose. All right, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. This is wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Morning, come stick around. To some, it's just a door. To you, it might be a coat rack. Okay. Lacrosse Talk PM and WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds, 608-785-7914. Again, coming up, Bert and Ernie. That's around the corner. Talk more about that. But first, let's go to the Better Hearing Center talk and text line, 608-785-7914. I was mentioning earlier how uh, we got a um, an apology of sorts from Lieutenant Governor Rebecca Clayfish today. First of all, that is highly unusual, as you probably know, during like the last two months of a campaign for um, a, a candidate for office to apologize to another candidate for office. It is, it's not unheard of, but it is incredibly rare. They will go to any length to avoid an apology. So hats off to Rebecca Clayfish. I mean, realized that she was out on a limb on this one and decided to walk back and say, yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't, yeah, that was wrong. Uh, and she apologized to Mandela Barnes for saying um, that he had kneeled during the national anthem at the opening ceremonies for the Wisconsin State Fair. She had no evidence of that. But anyway, all of that made me think of this Kavanaugh thing and how we're looking at this now through the lens of uh Non, non-corroborated uh, accusations and what they mean and do they have value and what do they mean? Well, in, this, in this case, 30-some years later or um, you know, or at any time, really. And then you, you almost get to the heart of the accusations made about sexual assaults because the vast majority of them are not corroborated by any evidence, physical or otherwise. So most don't ever come, uh, ever lead to convictions. A lot of the reason why women don't report them. But but that's like the crux of the situation, isn't it? And so we're stuck with a situation where you got an accusation that may or may not be being made for political reasons, and that's the suspicion of many. 
But at the heart of it is that I had that sense that you've got an accuser. How much credence does that accusation actually get? 608-785-7914 on the Better Hearing Center. Talk a text line. We'll go to Ron. Ron, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yes, sir. Well, I guess I'm coming down on the side of those who've made up their mind. We can know about this. I say look at the nature of the people who are levying the charge, the timing of the charge, the length of time that has gone by, the way that that um, accusation flies in the face of hundreds of other testimonials to his character and gentleman nature, um, in addition to that, the, the timing, you know, the conditions under which the, the accusation is being leveled. Uh, there is so much to this picture. Um, the nature of the person who is leveling the accusation and activists themselves, there is so much to this in my mind that adds up to this is bearing false witness and hope they burn because this, will, this is something that, you know, uh, evidentiarily we will never know as you probably agree. Yep. But I believe, uh, all, all except for that, I think we can know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that, yeah, but, you know, and again, with lacking evidence, I mean, I, I, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's possible, but I think you bring right. up some, a, a lot of really uh, salient points in relation to how this is being viewed um, by by many skeptics, and that is the all of the things that you brought up are exactly the types of things. And I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. That have peppered this debate over this eleventh uh, hour accusation. Is that are those all of those very things, Ron? And I, I appreciate that uh, that input. I uh, again, do you devalue the accusation? How do you determine? And and Ron gave us some uh, uh, ways to do that. Some ways to evaluate accusations a context within which to put them. I don't, you know, the, are, are those, do you agree with those? Because there are some that I think a lot of, so, um, you know, um, victims of, uh, sexual assault at the hands of priests when they were children, 30 years later, they're coming to grips and they're saying, look, this guy, not great. And a lot of that has proven to be true. Right? So do we discount those accusations because they happened so many years ago and it was a, a, a the, the, the victim was an alleged child? No, so I don't think time is necessarily one of those things in and of itself. Uh, you know, from the perspective of, like we talked about yesterday, going to the Wayback Machine, way back to high school, I mean, you come into a different evaluation point then, right? But in terms of the actual, the time and distance, I don't, I'm not sure if that is one thing. But as Ron said, you start adding these, these things together and you come up with a picture and you start to evaluate this accusation. And so whether this is this woman's truth or not, I guess we don't know when we can't know. So we can't, we can't necessarily, we can't honor that. You know, it's like, well, it's got to be the truth. She said it. But, uh, but you know, well, no. And, and we, we also have to, we are also, it can be excused for being skeptical because of the timing. Like Ron said, because of the timing, the context within which the accusation is made. I don't know about the, what this woman is. I'm not sure what she or her 
what does this what does she do she's like a professor or something right what does she do uh, ron was saying something psychiatrist about psychiatrist or she, something like that some sort of politically ron said she was a political activist i hadn't heard that is she some sort of what does she do is she like i have no idea campaign i thought something? she was a like a psychologist or something yeah she like she does uh she's a does research for the hell was it i can't remember now yeah i don't i don't know um yeah i guess i guess I yeah i guess if you're going to look at an accusation within context yeah you have to look at some of her political history and all that too i suppose sure it's this is definitely one of those things that we have to, I think, get a better, get, wrap our minds around. Yes. Research psychologist in a Northern Research California. psychologist. Okay. They like teach at Stanford or something? One of those hippie colleges? <laughs> 608-785-7914. Dan. Dan, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Okay. You, you were on the, on the air when you said one of those hippie colleges. I did. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, but at any rate, I have a question for you. Is Stanford you. not that? Well, what when am I thinking of? Earlier, I'm thinking of, wait, wait what am I, which school earlier, am I, is that UC Berkeley that I'm thinking of? Is Stanford not a hippie college? I don't remember. Well, I think anything in California is a hippie college. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry. At any rate, yeah. you said earlier that whether or not it can or cannot be proved. Okay. Now, I suppose it could. If you dove in it and got deep enough into it, and, and if there was an investigation, a serious investigation, I mm. suppose it could be proven or, or unproven, whatever the case may be. I doubt it. But a couple questions i got to ask yep. are, number one, what's the statute? Okay, she, exactly the accusation is, is assault, sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly where does that begin and end for the description of that type of charge? And then the other question you have to you wonder is, all right, what's the statute of? Is there a statute of limitations on it? Doesn't apply. And it doesn't apply in this case. He's, 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 he's not. He's, he's not know. facing a criminal charge. It doesn't apply. There's no statute of limitations if there's no criminal charge, or if there's no civil okay. lawsuit. Right. I mean, the, the only you know, those are that's a that's a legal description for something that's a time frame within which you have to sue somebody or file charges, and he's not facing either. So this, this, this is basically coming down to a hearing of whether or not this guy ha- is a good guy that he can be trusted as a Supreme Court justice. That's basically it's not I criminal. Mean, it's not well, Dan. The real like the real that. thing that's happening is that this is a hearing. This 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 hearing or what is going to happen next week in relation to this is 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 the optics of it and how that plays or how this can be managed by the Republicans on the Senate Judiciary Committee. This is what this is really what this is all about. So I, okay. I don't I don't know when if this, you, this I don't know if this has any bearing on on Brett Kavanaugh's current character. I personally I'm I'm a guy who believes in redemption. Uh, so even if this was something that was true, I'm not sure that this is something that I you know I hold 53 year old Brett Kavanaugh necessarily accountable for from as a 17 year old. Perhaps I do. I guess I'm not entirely certain if I do or not, frankly. But that being right. said, I think that now, the, the, the most use, important. You use the word optics. Yes, which is a great. Okay, what are the future ramifications of if this hearing goes through and one party wants to show up, but the, I guess the other party is certainly still not committed. 
when, if this hearing takes place and it all turns out to be, for lack of a better term, fake news, a whatever, sh- that it was made up or got hurt him confused with somebody else, yes. what are the optics on as far as future victims yep. coming forward? What does it do to yeah, them? Absolutely. It, and it, what it, does it is, do to the credibility? It destroys their credibility. Yep. Diane Feinstein and all her, her cronies. I, I think that that is an is there, excellent is point. No, well, I think it's less the no impact. Consequences? Yeah, the, the, the impact. The, I think the, the impact person that made the accusation for with the Duke Lacrosse um, team. I think it was. Were there any consequences? Was there uh, any lawsuit filed after that? I don't remember. I mean, that ruined their reputations. Yeah. No, that was that. Yeah, that was that was a rough one for sure. Can you just go around and say anything about anybody and, and yeah. Yeah. There, there's no consequences? I think I think that woman in particular, the Duke Lacrosse uh, situation, she did actually face some consequences for that, but I don't remember exactly how that went down. Um, but in this particular case, I, I think the real consequence is less about Diane Feinstein and more about that issue of credibility for future victims. That um, you know, it makes their their stories less believable. If in fact that is the case, where if in fact it is a situation where. You know, this can be uh, something I identified as, and I appreciate the call, thanks so much, made up, or, um, you know, um, this is, he's, oh, wait, you're not the same guy. You know, one of those types of situations. Frankly, I, um, having uh, a couple of conversations uh, with women who've, um, you know, who suffered a a sexual assault from years gone by, you know, you, you get a couple of different responses. I remember everything about it. I try not to remember anything about it. There's there's varieties of those, but oftentimes um, that's my understanding is that oftentimes the, the responses are uh, somewhere along those lines. So I, I don't know. We'll see, right? But um, the very the core of this, the, the 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 very you know, and we talked about yesterday. We talked about the issue of again getting into the wayback machine and heading back to high school and demanding and and. De- trying to determine whether this person at 17 or the, this person at 53 should be held accountable for this, what this person's actions at 17 and whether we think as a society that that's reasonable. And I, I don't know. I don't know if I do. Um, and then the other part is what is it that we should be believing about accusations that are made time and distance and context all matters. Uh, but I think Dan's point about credibility for victims of sexual assault who don't, nobody believes them. Nobody believes them. There's always doubt. They're always, somebody is always blaming them as victims. Always, every single time, there's some sort of blame. Why was she there? Shouldn't have been drinking. Wearing too short of a skirt. We hear it all the time. Always blamed. And so this is just one more way to undercut that credibility. If, in fact, this turns out, if there's a way to prove that it wasn't actually true. 608-785-7914. Eric, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, this, he said, she said stuff. I remember during a... Clarence Thompson needle needle thing. I asked my mother about that, and I says, "What do you think about that? Do you think she would say something like that it was not true?" 
Of course it's true. Why would she lie about it? No woman lies about something like that. And uh, that's the news media for you. Thanks a lot. Well, I appreciate the call. Anita Hill is a different story, frankly. Because there were other women. Um, at that point, we didn't want to hear what she had to say. At that point, we weren't going to believe her. We weren't there in whatever, 1980, whatever the year that was, 86 or whatever. So, I, I yeah. Um, if Anita Hill came forward today with the same kind of things that she came forward then, yeah, Clarence Thomas wouldn't be a justice on the Supreme Court. Yes, Rick. The Duke lacrosse case. Her name is Crystal Magnum. Oh, yeah. Not, not really, but yeah. Mangum. Um, she was arrested, but not having anything to do with that case. She was arrested for attempted murder of her living partner, boyfriend, Oh, whatever. that's right. No, she faced charges for the about burning the house down, and, and oh, then yeah. she was found guilty of second-degree murder three years later, repeatedly stabbing a different boyfriend, so... Struggled with life. And then died, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I thought she'd face some sort of charge from the lacrosse. She was sentenced to 14 to 18 years in prison for that. Can't find anything where she faced charges. She wrote a memoir that says that the charges were dismissed for political reasons, and she still stands by the fact that she was raped. Really? Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. I could have got my hands it's on that. It's called The Last Dance for Grace, the Crystal Mangum story. Huh. Gotta find that. I didn't know that existed. That must be really interesting. I guess she published it. She didn't write it. Someone else wrote it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Tom asked, what does all this have to do with lacrosse parking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Another listener says, think of the disservice this kind of highly publicized fraud accusation does to real legitimate true events and victims. Uh, this listener says, on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line, by the way, 608-785-7914, isn't it important to anyone that he has lied about this and has also lied in his hearings? He's already disqualified himself. If people are truly honest with themselves, this is for the Supreme Court, in caps, for Pete's sake. 608-785-7914. More to come. Stick around. This is where Lacrosse Talks. Lacrosse Talk PM with Mitch Reynolds. Back in minutes on WYZM. News Talk 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Hi, my name is Dave Cornell. I'm one of the owners at Fox Hollow Golf Course. When I think of Ultra, I think of the personal relationships I've had there with all. Broadcasting. Midwest Family Broadcasting. Y'all don't want me. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. We'll have more to come here. Another hour. This hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. Folks, you know, if your finances are out of control and debt is keeping you from achieving your financial dreams, Dave Ramsey can help. Yeah, you hear Dave Ramsey every day here at 6 o'clock right uh, right here on Wisdom. Uh, Well, Wisdom is sending a bus to see Dave Ramsey's Smart Money Seminar live in Lionel Lakes, Minnesota on October 29th. Tickets are 70 bucks. That's the round trip bus trip and admission to the event, all of that together. See Bruce Molek and get some insight from him. A day-long event, and thanks to Bruce Molek of Firefighters. Did I say Dave Molek? Uh, Dave Ramsey. Bruce Molek from Firefighters Credit Union is helping to keep the cost low by, by supporting the, uh, the trip for you. The bus will leave from Valley View Mall and uh, 
there'll be a casual lunch that you can stop for along the way, and uh, you'll get back later that night. So get educated on your finances. Dave Ramsey can help with that. If you want to find out about what's going on right here in your neck of the woods, go to our website, wisdomnews.com. You can also stream this show right from there. Once you're at wisdomnews.com, of course, feel free to sign up for the Wisdom Insider. Wisdom Insider brought to you by Wafer. Get all the latest headlines delivered to your email inbox daily. Easy to do. Sign up for the Wisdom Insider on wisdomnews.com. On wisdomnews.com, by the way, you'll get the latest on the next, the the uh, second school in the Lacrosse School District to go to a year-round model. It's kind of unusual, not something you see very often, not something you hear about much, but it's happening again in Lacrosse. 4% of schools in the nation, by the way, now are in a year-round model. More to come. Stick around right here on Wisdom. Hey, Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. You can join me here on the air using the Better Hearing Center talk and text line 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Also on Facebook and Twitter, you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. If you use the hashtag uh, WYZM, your tweet will show up on our uh, Facebook live feed. I mean, it's all really very complicated and uh, probably... Not something that anybody can do. But I mean, try it because it might work, you know? I don't know. Uh, but anyway, look in on Facebook Live and be prepared to, to be exhilarated because that's what it is. It's exhilarating just watching all this magical mystery. It's dynamite. It's crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, again, we were talking, I don't know why, because it's what the world is revolving around right now other than other than Clay Matthews and what is roughing the passer, which is really the other big topic, uh, where uh, Brett Kavanaugh, uh, Judge Kavanaugh, and Dr. Ford and their coming showdown in Washington in relation to her accusations of his uh, alleged sexual assault of her uh, 36 years ago. So that's coming soon to a theater near you. Uh, it will be a show, and that's why I say it that way. But it's also a very serious accusation of something that happened decades ago that it's is interesting because we don't know how to treat those accusations still. We don't we don't know yet whether we take them seriously. Right? We don't have a good sense for if whether those accusations are important or should resonate in this quasi-judicial atmosphere, or in a court of law, or anywhere else, for that matter. We just don't know. We don't do that well. We haven't figured it out. We either, either yes or, either way. And I, I, don't, I don't know if there's a good answer for, 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 for figuring it out, frankly. For making some headway in that area of determining determining what is what is the proper way within which to view an accusation that is either decades old or you know something that may have happened a, a couple of weeks ago and i thought about this today because of the apology that came from Wisconsin Lieutenant Governor uh, Rebecca Clayfish 
to the guy who's running for that office, Democrat Mandela Barnes, uh, because she had accused him of kneeling during the national anthem during the Wisconsin State Fair opening ceremonies. Nobody else saw it, but she said that somebody told her that it happened. She walked that back in a big way today and apologized. But up until then, it was a very similar situation, other than it happened, you know, just it would have been a couple weeks ago, or three, whatever, whenever the fair had started. I don't remember when that was. Four weeks ago? Six weeks ago? <laughs> when does the fair go on? Anyway, um, <clears throat> so it made me think about this Kavanaugh thing. Not Obviously, the accusation is much different. The stakes are much higher. But this, the um, uncorroborated accusation without evidence uh, and especially as it relates to sexual assault how do we evaluate that how do we use that and how do we see those as a society and I I don't think we've got that figured out I know we don't have it figured out and I don't know if we figured out how to figure it out frankly so we'll talk more about that also again those revelations about Bert and Ernie it's coming up 608-785-7914 the Better Hearing Center talk and text line uh, we are looking at, uh, more, uh, thunderstorms likely tomorrow and, uh, and Thursday. So look forward to that, I guess. But, uh, over the weekend, it's time to get the boat out of the water, uh, because, uh, highs will be in the sixties sun, but highs in the sixties. So maybe drag the pontoon out and, uh, you know, get it all, uh, winterized. 71 right now. 60, 60. Plus TV and appliance. For wisdomnews.com, I'm Drew Kelly. Keeping the lacrosse area informed since 1923. This is Wisdom News. News Talk 1410 AM and 92.3 FM. I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM and WIZM. More of your calls and comments coming up after this word about buying service center on Jackson Street and lacrosse. Had to take the Wisdom Mobile in to uh, deal with uh, some leaking tires. So this is one of those things that happens, I guess, with... Uh, with uh, alloy rims over time, and I'm not sure exactly why, but they begin to oxidize and so they leak air. I don't know, right? Why do that? Anyway, <laughs> we were having a problem with the Wismobile, so I got it into Bions right away, of course, and and uh, they always are great to deal with. Uh, that's why, obviously, I take the Wismobile there, take my personal cars there as well. But the great thing was, and this is one of those things you realize just that they will work on your car no matter what you have is that when I got there to drop off the wisdom mobile in the bay was a 1927 Chevy. So they've got, they're working on Cadillacs. They're working on trucks. They're working on, you know, new cars, old cars, and really old cars like a 1927 Chevy. If you got it, man, they'll take care of it. And they've certainly taken care of me. They take care of all my cars. That's why they're my mechanic for life. And why I tell people all the time, the only place in lacrosse, I'll take my cars for repairs, service, and maintenance. It's Bion Service Center. Just go there and tell them Mitch Reynolds sent you. If you're looking for the finest in refrigeration, look to Sub Zero, available exclusively in Lacrosse in Midwin. Person at Tostrud and Temp. Your Dave Ramsey endorsed local provider. The Lacrosse Talk PM and WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Interesting conversations without question are going to occur between now and the uh, time when uh, Judge Kavanaugh and Dr. Ford are in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee with their competing accounts of 
whatever happened or didn't happen in the 36 years ago. And I'll probably be is somewhat interested in that, but more that's less so than really what we've talked about in relation to how we evaluate actions. And this is what we talked about yesterday, actions that may or may not have happened while we were in high school and how that resonates in our adult lives and how, how we should be held accountable or not, ha- not held accountable for that. Cause that was a really interesting discussion. And then this other part about accusations and how we look at accusations and their credibility without any corroborating evidence. And, you know, that's a significant part really of our legal system, but it's also one of the reasons, you know, why sexual assault cases often don't lead to convictions is because there often isn't any corroborating evidence. Um, You know, and it's interesting because people ask all the time, well, why? And this is often because they aren't reported right away. And, uh, you know, often the question is, why isn't that the case? Why why isn't something reported right away? And, uh, you know, you get all, and I mentioned this uh, yesterday when we talked about this a little bit, but there is a number of reasons and each individual has her own, his, her or his own reason for not reporting a sexual assault, depending on the situation. There are all sorts of reasons that especially women, uh, use, uh, but men too, for not reporting sexual assault largely has to do with shame. Um, largely it has to do with what we do as a society, which is what has been happening with this particular situation. That's blaming the victim. Um, and, and maybe, you know, and again, I, I don't know what is true here or not. So, but, uh, we'll, we'll call it alleged victim at this point. Uh, and, and you know, this is not lost on the rest of the world. This is not lost on the rest of the, of, of those who will have been, or will become victims of sexual assault. It's not lost on them that we, we shame them and then victimize them again by not believing them. They know that they hear it. They understand that that's happening. So that's in part why they don't come forward. Oftentimes, you know, you get these conflicting accounts of like what has happened. And then at some point someone's caught in a lie and then they break down and go, yeah, well, this happened actually. Sometimes the trauma is too great, um, to even admit that something like that, like a sexual assault has happened. It was interesting. Um, when I went, uh, I played basketball early in the morning at five o'clock at, uh, the Analaska YMCA at, um, Tuesdays and Fridays, Friday mornings. For those of you who are interested in joining us, by the way, feel free. It's a pretty good game. Had a good game this morning. Several games actually pretty fun. But anyway, um, when I got there this morning, I hadn't heard the story about the Iowa State golfer that was found dead on the golf course in Ames. I don't remember her name. It's, um, she's Spanish anyway, but she was a, she was a golfer for Iowa State and she had run through her credibility or her eligibility and, uh, she was finishing her degree in civil engineering and she was found dead in the golf, on the golf course in Ames and, um, they have arrested a, a homeless guy, um, Yeah, she's got three names. I don't know. Anyway, so some guy who was living in a tent in a homeless encampment by the golf course who apparently um, sexually assaulted her on the golf course and then stabbed her to death. 
Uh, and uh, she can't. She doesn't have the choice, of course, of reporting it because she's dead. Fought, too. Fought for her life. Gave, apparently, a hell of a fight because he was pretty scratched up. Had a pretty sizable cut on his hand. Um, sometimes they end like that. But, as you can imagine, sometimes the... Uh, the trauma is so great that you that you can't talk about it. And you can't talk about it for years afterwards. As we found with victims of who were children and victims of sexual assault at the hands of Catholic priests. Those are among the reasons. I think it's um, you know, certainly important to remember as we talked about. But, you know, it also, I think, and a number of people pointed out, if there is some sense that this is not a credible, if this, is, if this somehow lacks credibility, these accusations against Brett Kavanaugh, and in fact, on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line, 608-785-7914, someone says uh, the very same thing. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Sad thing is a good man is automatically guilty in the eyes of many and her claim diminishes valid claims of sexual assault victims. Another listener. Future decade old... No, not with that one. Hold on. Mm. No, all right. The other one it doesn't really apply. But, um, well, I mean, I guess to a certain extent, this is more of the we need to be proved. It needs to be proven a uh, future decade-old accuser should need to produce a blue-stained dress. Otherwise, why wait? Why indeed? Why indeed? 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Again, the, the testimony will be, without doubt, must-see TV and riveting. But really, how we are dealing with these two core issues at the center of this debate over... Justice, or uh, uh, sorry, Judge Kavanaugh, and um, and Doctor Ford, the the two core issues. How do we evaluate sexual accusations? How do we see those within the context of the situation that we're you know whether it be civil or uh, legal or whatever it is, or in this particular case, a quasi judicial hearing? How do we see those? How do we use them? How do we look at them? How do we, how do we give them validation? That part, and then the other part about how how do how do we hold a fifty three year old man accountable for his seventeen year old self? If again, don't know, but if there was if there was any grain of truth to this, if if, if this is if there if we won't know, we will never know, but if there was a grain of truth to this. How do we hold a 53-year-old man accountable for actions of his 17-year-old self? 608-785-7914. All right, let's go back to the phones. Got some people waiting here. Let's go to uh, let's go to Jake first. Jake, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing well, sir. Thank you very much. Fantastic news. Well, 
First off, I'd like to say to the general public and to everyone listening that no one should ever take sexual assault lightly, and allegations as such need to be investigated fully to the full extent of the law, and anyone found guilty of those things should be put to death, right? I think we can all pretty much agree that sexual assault is one of the worst crimes that you commit on anyone. Okay. Now, I also want to bring to light that this kind of brings into question the timing of all of it, as some of the previous callers have, have submitted. Yeah. However, one of the biggest issues I see with the Kavanaugh appointment is that he has produced and documented papers and sent things through law that he believes that the United States president should not be able to be prosecuted while he is sitting in office. Mm-hmm. And that's just recent. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that I, I, I never will, and no one should ever, downplay sexual assault in any means. But the fact that this guy wants to take the presidency and put it into a bureaucratic position where he is immune from prosecution is disgusting. And I'm happy he's a conservative. I'm happy he's a Republican. I'm happy that this guy has some of this core values and beliefs that I hold. Mm-hmm. But we are we are a country of, of men and women and children, and we we have to hold ourselves accountable. If he hasn't been prosecuted, this is just coming to light after some really dark things have come out of this guy's past. And that is scary, because if you want to give immunity to the presidency, where does it stop at that point? Are you going to give immunity to your congressmen? Are you going to give immunity to your senators, Um, which we all know commit crimes at the same rates as NFL players? (laughs) Where do we we draw the line at? I hear you, I, and I, I'm I'm not qualified to to weigh in on on his uh, past uh, writings or, or opinions in in that regard, but I, I can say that I will just on a general basis, and I, I would answer this question that I, I I would think that no one would be above the law, including the president, and I I don't, I don't think a president should be immune for prosecution. I, I just don't I don't, I don't believe uh, I don't believe that's that's you know that that to me violates the very core concepts of our our constitution and the rule of law. So I would agree with you with that. I, I guess I'm not qualified to weigh in on, on what he has written in that regard, so I'm, I'm, I'm unable to give an opinion in relation to what his opinions are on that. But it just as a general rule, I would agree with that, that it, the president is not, the president's not a monarch. <laughs> the president is not, uh, is, is, yeah, we, we, he's, he's just a guy and uh, has a lot of authority and a lot of power, but should never be immune for prosecution. I, again, I, I don't know where Brett Kavanaugh really comes down on that, but I, I will agree with that, uh, what, that uh, what he just said. All right, 608-785-7914. Let me get Kevin in here before we go to news. Kevin, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, no problem. So uh, I would agree with the previous caller about uh, allegations of sexual assault. I mean, obviously they're very serious. We have to take them seriously. Um, I would I would pose a hypothetical scenario to anybody and everybody on this one. Um, and the hypothetical scenario scenario is, you know, what if this woman um, were known to be an anti-Trump person, which they're not in short supply, obviously. Yeah. Um, but what also if, if it were known that she attended the anti-Trump rally in D.C. 
with a, a vagina hat on? And what if it were known that her parents were involved in a litigation that went south and the judge that litigated her parents' issue was the mother of Kavanaugh? I mean, would there not be a, a potential malicious intent? And without a shred, without a shred of evidence, it's just an allegation. And in this country, we have the presumption of innocence until proven guilty. Yeah, and in, I in a, in a court am of really law. anxious to see what this person comes forward with in terms of any kind of shred of, energy, uh, of evidence that will not be countered by credible people who have known this man for a long, long time. So I think it's, uh, yeah, and I gotta, I, yeah, I got to leave it there. I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. But uh, yeah, I, I'm again, I will probably be edge of my seat listening to this just like everybody else. Um, this is really compelling stuff. No question about it. All right. 608-785-7914. News. Scott's comment. More delivered to your email inbox daily. Sign up to be a Wisdom Insider at our website, wisdomnews.com. Our news is brought to you by Park Bank. For wisdomnews.com, I'm Drew Kelly. If you don't want it heard, don't let it happen. This is Wisdom News. I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM on WIZM. More of your calls and comments coming up after this word about Mr. Electric. You know, you have probably gone through a situation where you're trying to come up with solutions for your home's electrical system, if you can charitably call it a system, which is a situation I have going on in my house. It's one of those things where you you have switches that don't appear to switch anything on, and then um, switches that sometimes work and sometimes don't, and then this oddly placed circuits that are, you know that somebody had no idea what they were doing when they put that in. At any rate, so I have all that, and uh, among the reasons why I called Mr. Electric to come check out uh, the situation in my house, and a great experience uh, it's been, uh, especially with the evaluation process of the electrician, Riley, in this case, coming out to our house and giving us a good sense for what we needed to do in the future, not just with the things that we saw that we needed to do, but also giving us a safety evaluation, an itemized list of issues that we could solve and um, how, how much exactly that would cost. Oftentimes, they can do the work that same day. That's how good it is to work with Mr. Electric. So if you have some lingering uh, issues in your house that just come with having an old house that people have hacked together (laughs) over the years like I do, or, you know, maybe you're thinking ahead to Christmas and thinking about, man, I got to string up some lights. How many outlets do I need? Maybe you need to add more outlets. Tell you what, Mr. Electric is your source. It's expert electrical service at... Mr. Electric. Your business is expanding. Across Talk PM and WYZM, I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. The Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line. That's how you can join us here on the air. Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line. 608-785-7914. Mentioning that Dave Ramsey bus trip up to Lionel Lakes in Minnesota on October 29th. Wisdom is sending you on a bus to uh, Dave Ramsey's Smart Money Seminar. He'll be live in Lionel Lakes. It's just 70 bucks. The bus, the show, everything. October 29th. At cost offset to a large degree by 
Bruce Molek, the money man at Fires Credit Union. Oh, by the way, if you uh, want to register to win a pair of tickets to see Dave Ramsey, you can visit any of the three firefighters' credit union locations, Fifth Avenue South and La Crosse, or in Holman or Midwest Drive in Alaska. Just stop by, put your name in a box for a chance to win. You can still purchase tickets, too, at RadioStuffStore.com. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Once again, some riveting testimony on the way next week in this case that is just, it's its a little, on the, it's consuming a little bit, isn't it? Because Brett Kavanaugh, I, I mean, I guess it consuming because it looked like Brett Kavanaugh, and, and he probably, st- I don't know if he will, but it looked like he was sailing through. He was undoubtedly going to sail through this process. Nothing was in his way. This was like not, I don't know, as much of a slam dunk as Neil Gorsuch, but close. Close. You know, he was on he's on the same court as Merrick Garland. <laughs> Merrick Garland likes the guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. So we'll see. So the case, uh, the, uh, the, the issue in, in relation to sexual assault, I, I don't know. I, I think a lot of people with points about presumption of innocence, I think that this true to a certain extent, obviously, I mean, that's what our legal system is based on, but remember, this is not a criminal proceeding, nor has any of uh, well, no, I won't say that. The vast majority of accusations that have come, you know, in the hashtag Me Too environment, have not been criminal. The accusations have not been in 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 the context of a criminal proceeding, or even in a civil proceeding, or in any proceeding whatsoever. They've been public accusations that have led to the end of careers. And the presumption of innocence has not been there. You know, the, this conversation largely has been about the, the weight that we put on a, a, an accuser's claims. What weight do we give it? How important is it? And what is that, you know, how do we use that in evaluating these public figures? In this case, a guy who's been nominated to sit on the Supreme Court People have asked about Keith Ellison, by the way, and there's some significant accusations against Keith Ellison from a former girlfriend, right? Former girlfriend, I think. Yeah, okay. Uh, Domestic uh, assault or best domestic abuse allegations against by his former girlfriend against Keith Ellison. Yeah, I mean these got to take be taken seriously as well. He's running for uh, attorney general in the state of Minnesota. Hopefully, if you know, I, I don't know what the situation is here. There is. Um, to my knowledge, I think that there are actual, um, there is, uh, I, f- I feel like there's actual, uh, uh, police, um, records of, of calls being made to, to dispatch in relation to these, uh, allegations. Hopefully the Minnesota vo- voters will evaluate all of that and determine whether he should actually be the state's attorney general. I think if there's a shred of doubt that he is fit for that job. He should not be the attorney general. There's plenty of other good people to be attorney general of the state of Minnesota. You don't want somebody who has actually been through 
you know, who has been a perpetrator of domestic violence. doesn't matter who it is. So I, you know, hopefully I am not, um, I'm invalidated from that decision-making because I'm not a Minnesota voter, but I think, you know, it's reasonable to bring up Keith Ellison or anybody else. I think when we're talking about accusations, um, but to be fair, Keith Ellison is a flea on a gnat's butt compared to Brett Kavanaugh and the impact that he will have on the United States. It's not even close. Congressman from somewhere in Minnesota, some some section of Minneapolis or wherever he's from, that dude running for state attorney general in Minnesota, that dude couldn't, like he's not, I don't even, it's not even, it's not remotely close to being the same level of uh, import as these evaluations of, of Brett Kavanaugh. I mean, that's why we're talking about that. That's why, you know, largely this, I think Keith Ellison, I, I don't know, maybe he'll win. But I, I think a fair, just the accusations, I think, are I would think that's enough to sink a ship, really. I could be wrong. Uh, you know, and maybe that's not the case. Maybe that's not. Maybe he'll get through. But anyway, 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Now we, um, I just realized that. I don't know if, who we got here. All right, let me go to Chris. Let's uh, Let's go there. Chris, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Thank you. Um, I think that one thing you should look at, uh, if you really want to get an idea of how the prosecutors view these cases and some of the problems I think some of your callers have discussed, there is online, uh, and I don't know that I have the precise title, but it would be something to the effect of Wisconsin Prosecutor's Handbook for Prosecuting Sexual Assaults. Okay. And if you read that, I think that you will be, I think a lot of people would be very, very surprised at the way they view some of these cases and the problems that, that arise in the course of these he said, she said type cases. Okay. And uh, this, the, gen, the general premise is basically that you always are going to credit the complainant, uh, that you're, you're not going to really examine a lot of the, uh, the evidentiary problems that, that have been discussed here. Mm-hmm. And uh, under the, there's a chapter, I think it's called Myths About Sexual Assault. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's definitely mandatory reading for any criminal defense attorney, and it would be interesting, I think, to a lot of people uh, who have been discussing this topic today. Hmm. Um, do, you, do you have any off the top of your head that you could share with us? Myths about sexual assault? Well, for example, I think, you know, if you're talking about issues with details being lacking, mm-hmm. everything, has an ex- everything has an explanation that ties into it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so often in these cases, you'll, you'll have expert witnesses who are brought in uh, on the issue of either battered women's syndrome or uh, post-traumatic stress disorder or whatever uh, psychosymptomatic aftermath may come from being sexually assaulted mm-hmm. 
and they will use their expertise, their testimony, to try to overcome virtually any problem that might be presented in the case. Like, why didn't the person report it? Mm-hmm. Uh, why do they not have a memory of the events? Why are they getting events wrong? Why are they acting like they're not a victim of sexual assault? Why are they acting like they are a victim of sexual assault? Virtually any issue that might uh, be used to question whether the veracity of someone who's made a complaint uh, can be addressed by uh, an expert who might come in on those type of topics to give testimony at a trial, which is, for me, someone who's defended many people who've been accused of sexual assault, one of the scarier aspects of it, because they are always polished witnesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're always going to be, you know, very, very knowledgeable witnesses. They're going to present themselves well in court, and they're going to be used, in essence, to try to overcome some of the weaknesses of the case, uh, ev- the evidence of the case. Mm-hmm. Because there is substantial... So there, There is, I mean, the, typically there's, there's, evidence can be... L- severely lacking, right? And in, uh, in terms of, I mean, even physical evidence, corroboration, that type of thing. Well, that's why so many of these cases end up being dismissed. Right. Ultimately, I think when faced with having to go to trial and, and having jurors examine uh, the evidence, that, you know, so frequently these cases do get dismissed by prosecutors. But it's not until after someone's really, really, uh, you know, financially, emotionally, and and their entire lives have been turned upside down. Sure. Yeah. Certainly happens. And I'm, not, I'm not saying there's not, I'm not trying to suggest that there are no legitimate accusations of sexual assault, far from it. Right. Uh, but, but if an allegation is made, then, then what they're looking at is the seriousness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and the concept that you, through the sensitivity training or whatever you want to call it, that uh, you must believe the victim. Hmm. I, I would imagine that's got to be a pretty, does it have to be a, a relatively high hurdle? Well, I, uh, no, because you just explained that. There, I guess if there is a, if there is a, a jury presentation, then oftentimes there is a reliance on making a, an emotional connection. Is there not? I've had a prosecutor say, not talk about the evidence, and just start saying, uh, She's asking for your help. Okay. She's asking for your help. Yep. So, I mean, there couldn't be more of an emotional argument. Of course, I objected to high heaven, and um, <laughs> but 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 is it isn't you know it's is, already is that because they realize they don't have the evidence and they just can't they, they, there's no other way to, to really make a case other than to appeal to uh, uh, you know the to to the jurors' emotional side that they have to they have to gain some sympathy. Well, being that there was an acquittal on all charges in that case, I think that that was certainly what was going on yeah. there. <laughs> okay. All but right. uh, I, look, I take a look at the prosecutor's handbook for sexual assault cases in Wisconsin. All right. And, and you will, I think you will be, it'll be eye-opening for some people. All right. They've, I'm sure they have that hidden. You have to go and you got to like, do you have a secret, uh, secret code or something to, to dig that out? Nope, you just Google that. Okay. (laughs) You'll find it easy. Chris, appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. You bet. All right. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Uh, Thanks for uh, joining us here this afternoon and this evening. All right. Um, Did you, Rick, did you you watch Sesame Street when you were young? 
Yeah. I was uh, afraid of the aliens that went, yep, 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 yep. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. I would run out of the room and like scared. look at the TV around the corner to see if they were still there. Scared the hell of me too. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Bert and Ernie, your take on that? I don't know this, so I didn't look. You, you well, told me. Well, apparently the original writer, the, the original me. writer of, of uh, one of the original writers of Sesame Street created Bert and Ernie um, out of, from, out of the context of his own life. He, um, his partner, Arnie, so I think his guy's name was Mark. So Mark and Arnie <laughs> uh, were uh, a gay couple in a relationship, and um, he did not create uh, Bert and Ernie specifically as 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 two gay men living together. But he essentially that was a reflection of his relationship with another with his partner Arnie. Um, the, those revelations, by the way, disputed. By, uh, by Sesame Street. They said, yeah, no, that's not how it went down. But this guy claims that, and he was the writer, and he uh, apparently developed that. So there's now a hot debate about Bert and Ernie and their, how and their is, relationship. How is Sesame Street disputing the thing that the writer says is the thing? That's, <laughs> that's weird. Right? Excellent point. Well, he's no longer with uh, Sesame Street. Oh, he... So oh, the people that whoever he's owns... He's with us, though. He's on... Whoever... He's, he's not in heaven. No, or, no. He's still around. Okay. So whoever owns the Sesame Street label, and I don't know I mean, know I get it. Is, I just, it's funny, though. Um, no surprise there, right? Big sp- I, I think, mean, you said this, you know, and I go, what? Because they were gay? And then... Yeah. I feel like that was a rumor like I think that was a, like that. Yeah, right? That was the talk about Burton Ernie for a long time. So, I don't know. I mean, it, it, does, it does make you a little curious about, you know, how it was presented and, and what was... I guess what was the message, but maybe it was an early message of 1970s era message of tolerance that uh, that uh, Mark Deeper. was trying to <laughs> that was uh, trying to get across. I thought that was interesting, but anyway, just coming out. What, uh, what? coming out? What? Right, and just coming out exactly. No, I, I just, you know again fascinating. I don't. It's hard to figure out where to determine uh, where what's that, all this Big Bird snuffle up against stuff. I want to know about that. Loved. Loved that. I loved that. I could never figure out why nobody else could see Snuffleupagus. <laughs> right. I was like, wow, what, he's right there. What are you doing? He's Look at the size of that thing. How could you not see that? Man, I was so... And Big Bird... Man, I really wanted... And I wanted Big Bird to just say, look, he's right... What? Drove me crazy. But, you know... And uh, Cookie Monster is going to be a vegetarian now? Something like that? What? Yeah, something... Heard that? Did, was he never day. a vegetarian? He just ate cookies. Well, they got chocolate. A vegan. A vegan. Oh, a vegan. A vegan. So no butter in the cookies. Yeah, no, and chocolate, right? Like, no. Wait, can vegans eat chocolate? Yeah, wait, that's yeah. straight up a plant, isn't it? Isn't it? I don't know. Chocolate or not? Cocoa. <laughs> but there's butter and chocolate, <laughs> and there's milk and chocolate. We're just gonna start rumors about Sesame Street and see where they go. Probably a long, long. I'm sure they'll just spread like wildfire. This is wisdom. I'm in trial. There's a large percentage of us out there that have allergies. Probably more people that do have allergies than don't have allergies. There are things we can do to help people. I'm Eternals of Crosstalk PM and WYZM. Thanks for riding along here this afternoon and this evening. Uh, thanks for all of your input. Uh... I don't know if we'll come back and address this again. <laughs> I kind of want to see what happens next week with the whole Kavanaugh-Ford uh, thing in Washington. So we'll figure it. They'll uh, probably revisit this uh, again at, at that point. Um, gosh, I, 
really would love to get some feedback from all of you on this concept of year-round school too because it looks like this is going to be how things go in the future um and maybe all schools in the future certainly it's a pattern that lacrosse school district is following and probably maybe it'll be all schools in the lacrosse school district in the future which would make scheduling football games kind of tough i mean that's just one complication there may be others in fact there may be others all right again thanks for riding along here this afternoon and this evening thanks and my love to anna for rick solom i'm mitch reynolds we'll talk tomorrow right here on wisdom shopping at Menards and we're thrilled to update our kitchen. Choosing 